Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We thank God for this is the day that the Lord hath made, and I have made a quality decision. I have rejoiced in him today. I have worshipped him. I have magnified his name. Hallelujah. I have blessed his name. I have said so today, because the scripture clearly says that the redeem of the Lord say so. And I just thank God for this day designed for me and for you. I thank God for the opportunity to be able to come into your homes, to come in, into your automobiles while you're listening, listening and driving along the dangerous highways. I tell you, when you can get from A to B, and whenever we leave one destination and, and arrive at our next and they can come back home and make it back home, that is something to be thankful and grateful for. So we just thank God for his traveling mercies for each of you that are on the highways. And even thanking God for his traveling mercies for those right now that are traveling uh, over the airways. I just thank God for this opportunity that I can come before his throne of grace to give him thanks for all that he has done, for his goodness, for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. The question was asked, I think it was in Psalms 24, who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. I don't know what your battle is tonight, but I want you to know that God is strong and he is mighty in battle. We have, we have been doing a teaching on the uh, uh, renewing of the mind, coming against warfare, how spiritual warfare begins in the mind. And your word tells us clearly that if we can keep our minds stayed on you, on God, he will keep us in perfect peace. And so tonight I am lifting up your people everywhere. God, I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have done or said that would hinder this prayer. Lord, I'm praying, oh God, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I'm lifting up leaders of nations, those in authority everywhere. Lord, I'm lifting up pastors and their wives and their family, Lord, their local assemblies, the body of Christ. I am lifting up, oh God, on this day. Unite us, God, continuing to make us one. Lord, we know there's only one faith, one Lord, and one baptism. And Lord, we know that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And Lord, we ask, oh God, that you would open up blinded eyes, deaf ears. Lord, we are asking that you would change hearts. Lord, you are able to make stony hearts, hearts of flesh that are pliable, that can receive your truth. Lord, there, there's, there's a way that seems right to men, 
But those ways lead to death because people do not want to receive truth. And your, your word clearly lets us know. It was uh, Thomas had asked the question, Lord, how can we know the way? And, 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 and the Lord Jesus said to Thomas, well, you know, you can know the way because I am the way, you know, I am the truth. I am the light. I am the life, you know, and so we have to know who Jesus is. There's only one way to God, and that's through his son, Jesus. So, Lord, we are praying for those that are struggling with alcoholism, with addictions. God, you're able to deliver, you're able to heal, and you're able to set free. And Lord, we are standing in the gap for those, oh God, that need deliverance. Lord, we are praying for the homeless. We are praying for those that are hopeless. Because Lord, our hope is in you. You are our shield and our buckler. You are our fortress. And Lord, we just thank you for who you are. And we thank God that you are in our lives and that we are in Christ Jesus. So God, I ask of God that you would not only anoint me, I ask that you would anoint the hearers, that they will receive your word, that lives will be touched, minds will be changed. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we are praying for victims of day and night. Oh, we are coming against the spirit of suicide. We are coming against the spirit of depression, loneliness. This is the time of year that people uh, go through uh, depression many times around Thanksgiving and Christmas and various holidays. So God, we're lifting up your people. We're uh, we undergirding them, oh God. And Lord, we're coming against this uh, mental illness. So many people are dealing with mental illness of all ages, young, old, middle age, all ages. And no age is exempt. And Lord, we're asking that you would touch minds, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Touch minds, touch minds, mental illnesses, Lord. And Lord, those that are dealing with chemical imbalance, God, help them, oh God, that as they, you know, go to their medical doctors and, and, and to whomever they need to go see, that they that medication can be adjusted where it recalls the least side effects. Lord, there are so many people battling, you know, mental illness. So, Lord, we ask today that you would let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, we just thank God because we've been teaching from the title, The Renewing of the Mind. And our scripture text has been coming from, or is coming from, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And that is a familiar scripture. We all know it. We, have, we know it from way back. <laughs> and um, and it, it, it says, and I beseech you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God. You know, uh, I'm going to get that scripture because right now I'm quoting it by memory, but I'm going to pull it up so I won't miss it. But 
It's Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, which is our scripture text. And Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I would encourage you, if you have missed some of the lessons, uh, you can go on our church website and can follow, you know, the lessons that you have missed because it is a lot of meat. A lot of information is in this teaching. And it's hard to go back and review everything that you've taught over the previous weeks. But last week... We were uh, discussing the importance and the properties of uh, that reflect the renewed mind. There were six properties that we went over that reflect the renewed mind. And I'm just going to review those or just by title. We talked about one, a renewed mind is under the government of Christ. In other words, uh, it's uh, under the government of Christ, at peace without turmoil or anxiety. We learn as another property, a renewed mind exhibits humility. And we realize that the Bible talks about the fact that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And the Bible also talks about the fact that before a fall, that there's always pride that exists. That haughty look comes before a fall. So it says a renewed mind exhibits humility. Humility. It's very important that we remain humble wherever the Lord takes us, wherever he elevates us. Always remain humble because promotions don't only come from God, you know, and promotions don't come from the east nor from the west, but they come from God. And there's a time and a season that men will be promoted. And when they are promoted, it's because God has said it's that time. Another property that we talked about was a renewed mind has accepted forgiveness from God. And we talked about the importance that, you know, uh, we have to forgive others so that the Lord will forgive us. Uh, that scripture in Mark talks about the fact that you can ask God for anything and he will give it to you. But there's also a contingency in Mark 11 verses 25 through 26. You know, if you stand uh, praying and asking and the Lord brings to you there someone you need to forgive, you have to go back and forgive first before you can be asking for anything because God will not answer your prayer. A renewed mind has a deep desire to know the Lord and his ways better. You see, a lot of people are always looking for, you know, uh, 
ways to do better. You know, like you have the 12 steps for uh, in alcoholism in the, in the AA program, you know. Uh, and, and they said these steps work, you know. Uh, but a renewed mind has a deep desire to know the Lord and his ways better. You know, uh, it's the word that delivers us. It's the word that heals us. It's the word that, that convicts us and draws us. So that renewed mind uh, has a deep desire to know the Lord better and his ways better. Uh, the fifth property was a renewed mind has wisdom that is not measured by cleverness or great knowledge, but how well it reflects the character of God. And we talked about the fact that, you know, uh, the peace of God is pure, um, but the, the wisdom that is of God from, is a, excuse me, but this is James chapter 3, verses 13 and 17. It says, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. And then verse 17 says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the sixth property was a renewed mind has concern for others and is not self-centered. And we went on to talk about spiritual warfare and the mind and, and how every work of the devil, uh, every evil thing starts in the mind. Uh, we talked about the fact that the devil devils blinds people's minds so that they cannot understand the gospel. Hmm. Their minds are darkened and they cannot see the truth. And that was 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 saying, Whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And, you know, the enemy doesn't want the gospel to shine to those that are lost. So tonight, we're going to be starting with the characteristics of a sound mind. The characteristics of a sound mind. Now, God intends for every Christian to experience a sound mind. And a sound mind is a whole mind. And he has made provision for us to have a sound mind. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And when you look at the word fear, I have an acrostic for the word fear. False evidence appearing real. And that's what the enemy will always project to you, false evidence appearing real. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that power that he has given us is the dudamus power. 
The same power that raised Jesus from the dead on that third day is the same power that is indwelt in us as believers. So if we if we if we have that dynamite power, that word dunamis is where we get our, our word dynamite. And if we have that kind of power in us, we do not need to be walking around in fear. But we need to walk around with a sound mind. And I think that the key to having a sound mind is also is to be walking in love. To be walking in love. Now, these are the characteristics of a sound mind. A sound mind is teachable. It's teachable. You know, there are some people, you know, in life, I mean, they feel like if you don't have a certain amount of degrees behind your name, or if you haven't studied and gone to the, the uh, prestige college or university or Bible school, you can't teach them anything. So a sound mind has to be a person that is teachable. When we have a sound mind, we are open to God's word and eager to receive counsel from the scripture. And many times people miss out because they don't want to accept, you know, from everybody. I mean, you can't always uh, listen to everyone because sometimes people take the word of God out of context and they're teaching their own doctrine and not really teaching the doctrine of the Bible because sometimes they take the scripture out of context. So it's very, you know, you have to be careful who you listen to. A sound mind is willing to receive and free from preconceived ideas and notions. Unfortunately, some Christians know everything and therefore never grow or make progress. Psalms 25 Verses 9 and verse 14 says, The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. In verse 14, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. So it's very important that as a characteristic of a sound mind, you have to be teachable they're not not gullible but teachable you know uh sometimes like uh, when you think about corinthians uh, how some were for paul and some were for apollos and when you have your special teachers many times you miss out because you're tuned out what god is trying to speak to you or say to you through a vessel you know because of the personality you know, instead of you being caught up, you know, you're caught up in the personality of the person that's presenting the word versus the word that's being presented to you through the vessel. And you can miss out and lose, you see. So it's very important that we can be teachable. Number two, a sound mind is controlled. Controlled. It says thought is the seed of action. Thought comes to produce the harvest of actions. You know, uh, people uh, many times don't sin and 
and do certain things until the thought has entered their mind. We used to sing this uh, song years ago, yield not to temptation for yielding is sin. Now, but when you begin to activate the thoughts that the enemy puts into your mind, now that's when the sin comes in. And, uh, but a sound, a sound mind is controlled. So how do you handle these thoughts when they start to show up or when they start to appear in your mind? You have to cast them down. You have to bring every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. I mean, that might be some of you right now that are saying that, that you can't make it. You don't have the finances to, to meet your bills and you don't know how it's going to be done. That might be a fact, but I tell you, if you start thinking on the things that are pure, that are honest, that are just, that are lovely, and when you can think on the fact that God's word says, I shall supply your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus, if you focus on that and bring your that thought that's telling you that your needs will not be met, I tell you, you can you can capture those thoughts and have a sound mind and have a controlled mind because you're not going to allow those thoughts that's trying to bring you down to let you make you think that you can't make it. God is not going to meet your need and 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 you you're a failure and you're not going to be successful. We have to believe God's word. If He said He would do it, look. If He if if He watches the bird. Even a bird before it hits the ground, he knows a sparrow before it hits the ground. He knows all the hairs, that every number of hairs that's in our head. And if he can take care of the birds, he will take care of us. You might not have everything you want to eat. You might not have a filet mignon. You might not have the steak and all the stuff you want, but you will eat. Hallelujah. So it's important that you, a, the characteristics of a sound mind, number one, you are teachable. Number two, a sound mind is controlled. When we have a controlled mind, the moment a thought enters our mind, we instantly take every thought into captivity to the obedience of God's word. Hebrews 12 verses 2 and 3 says, tells us to consider Jesus and fix our thoughts on him unless we consider jesus that is consider the word of god we will become weary tired and exhausted in our minds consider means to keep our mind on the word philippians 4 verses 6 through 8 it tells us be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, 
And if there be any praise, think on these things. So you have to make a decision to think on the things of God. The things that are pure, the things that are just, the things that are lovely. Yes, you might be thinking on some things that are factual, but you need to think on the things of God. Think on the truth. Yes, some things may be a fact, but think on the truth. And Jesus is the truth. A sound mind is full of God's word. Matthew 4 and 4. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We need to meditate on and memorize scripture verses. In our prayer time, uh, we should pray the scriptures. Because if you pray the scriptures, God will not deny himself. And it's very important that we will pray scriptures. And the next, a sound mind is clean. A sound mind is washed and purified by the water of, of God's word. Hallelujah. A sound mind is free from all impure, unclean, and corrupt thoughts. The cleaning action of this word will purge our thought life and keep our mind pure. Uh, in St. John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus says, Sanctify them through thy truth, which is his word. Thy word is truth. Ephesians 5.26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. So we just thank God for the teaching on this evening, how we've discussed the characteristics of a sound mind. Still doing the teaching on the renewing of the mind. So we just thank God for the lesson on this evening. And at this time, I would like to offer the prayer of salvation to anyone that would like to receive Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. Father God, I believe in your death, your burial, and your resurrection. Forgive me of all my sins. Come and live on the inside of me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. And if you prayed that prayer with me tonight, I am rejoicing with you. The angels are rejoicing with you. Give us a call at 856-629-1764. If you want additional prayer, or if you want to share with us that you received Jesus as your personal Savior. We thank God for you. And we're going to remind you, as we always do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus. Because Jesus is Lord. Seize every moment that you can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because God would that none should perish, but that all will come into the knowledge of the truth. I love you and be blessed.